You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Ryan Tejas is here. Hello. Tejas. That's me. Tay it together. Tay it together. Guys, that's thanks a, for listening. Um, that's I hope a new you, one. Hope yeah. You had a, yeah, you like that? Yeah, sure. Oh, good. That's good. I hope you're having a great week, and thanks for choosing this podcast. If you're here for Rachel Lee Cook, you came to the right place. And I hope if you like the interview, you'll subscribe and write a review and follow us on our handles, which are? At Inside of You Pod on Twitter, at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. I was yawning and I saved it, I think. You did. You could you could obviously <laughs> listen to us anywhere, but uh, YouTube, if you're watching, yeah. um, we appreciate it. And um, those of you who want to give back to the podcast, like many of you do, it keeps the podcast going. It's uh, patreon.com slash inside of you. Patreon.com slash inside of you. Become a patron. I send boxes full of merch and notes and we have Zooms and there's just all sorts of stuff and you get your name shouted out. Um, it's pretty awesome, and uh, patrons have become a big part of my life and a big part of each other's life, so it's pretty cool. Also, uh, the Inside of You online store has a lot of cool stuff. i um, getting new ship keys. You can check them out. Smallville ship keys autographed by Lex, and uh, lunch boxes and Inside of You mugs and all that stuff, so check it out. I'm going to be putting up a discount code. In fact, let's just do a discount code now. I'll put it up after Ryan. Oh, okay. What should the discount code be? Uh, tay it together. <laughs> How about... Tay, no, it's gonna no. it's too hard. Do something easy. Um, how about all inside fifteen for fifteen percent off? All inside, all inside fifteen. All inside fifteen for fifteen percent off the inside of you online store. Get it now. It's not gonna be there forever. And uh, thanks for listening to Talkville, uh, Ryan. We, mm-hmm. we enjoy doing that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Today we had some technical difficulties but jason will handle it we did yeah thank you jason it's thank you jason uh but yeah we did one today we did one today and uh having a lot of special guests coming up which is really fun and getting to see old friends from that um so check that out and uh also march 4th and 5th tom welling and i will be in atlanta georgia at the creation con with uh, jared padalecki and jensen ackles we're going to do a Smallville Nights event, so you have to get tickets to come see us. We read scenes. I put the ball cap on. You read scenes with us. It's a freaking blast. Get your tickets for Saturday night, March 4th, and uh, a lot of other stuff going on. What else? I mean, I'm going to be doing a lot of cons this year, and um, you know, I think Guardians is coming out in the summer, and um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and um, just a lot, of, a lot of groovy stuff, you know? A lot of groovy stuff. Um trying to do a live podcast mm-hmm. and inside of you one, of course, and a, a Talkville podcast live, we, we think would be fun. So there's a lot of things in the works and uh, thanks for all the love. Is there anything else? Oh, of course, my band Sunspin. Mm. You got to go to sunspin.com or please um, download us. We're on Spotify, Apple, Apple Music, all that stuff. Listen to the new album. It's called Never Is What It Is and I really think you're going to like it. Hopefully you'll support the band and uh that's about it. Um, Rachel Lee Cook is the guest. Mm. I love this girl. Yeah. I mean, she's so, you know what it is? When you're talking to her, you really feel like she's listening and cares. She's just, she just is a good person. And I know this because I know her I and mean, I've gotten to know her a little more and we've become good friends and we hadn't talked for a long time we were friends but like you know you lose touch she got got married and had kids and i remained single and alone and you know but anyway um she's awesome and she's had a really great career and she continually works because people love working with her and she's got a lot to say and i'm glad she came in 
and opened up. And let's just uh, let's just get into this. Let's get inside of Rachel E. Cook. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. Didn't we meet in Cabo San Lucas? Yeah. And yeah, you were with did. Rosario Dawson. Yep. I was with my friend Chris McDonald. Yes. Yeah, you look at like something bad happened and nothing. No, no, it no. was just a fun time. Yeah, I'm just like trying to remember who else was there. Shaka Khan played on the beach. What? It was all downhill from there for us, Michael. <laughs> it like, really was. How, where could we go from there? I don't I don't know. That was just wonderful. That was it a wonderful was vacation. So fucking wonderful. I vaguely remember chicken fighting some people in a pool with with Yeah. Him, and we won, dude. We won. Yeah, you were won. on my shoulders. Yes. You're, oh my god, I forgot about that. Thank you. We won. Yeah, we did. Who did we beat? Some random couple? Whatever they were trash, we won. <laughs> they were such trash. <laughs> um, I'm glad you do remember that though. Yeah. I was like, she's not gonna remember any of this, and she remembered something that I didn't remember at all. <laughs> also, there's a few things. I'm glad you finally did this because you you actually listened to the podcast once, right? Oh my god. It, I'm a fan. Really? Yeah. Who'd you listen to? I listened to Zach Levi's. Oh yeah, it was. I was so like, oh my god, I'm gonna sound like an old lady again. I was so like proud of you guys for just like being dudes talking about feelings, and I was just so here for it. Like I was just, I was riveted. Like thank you for that. Thank you for thank being you. as open and as yeah. Are you not used to guys opening up, like just saying, "Hey, here's who I am." No, you haven't. No, been no. Used to well. Here, here's the funny thing about like I just think about being a woman just walking around in the world is that you don't know how different convert male conversations are when when you're not there. Like you, you just you don't know what ingredient you add to to any given scenario. Right. You know what I mean? Like and, and you'll never know. It, it's like Schrodinger's cat. You're like you can't know. It's in the box. Like whatever. So so yeah. It just it but it felt like. I don't know. It was just, it was very authentic. Was I really appreciated it. Thank you. I try, I tr we try to make them genuine. I try to have real conversations. I don't want to have like actor, actor. Sometimes you jump in that in inadvertently, you tell moments, oh but. No, yeah, two inside baseball, sorry. too. Sorry, Harrison Ford. <laughs> How do you feel about all my Chotskis? Is that what you call them? Chotskis, yeah. 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 How do you feel all about all that? I feel great about it. Do you do you keep anything from your movies or anything from your sh TV shows or I uh I started purging the paper of it all. Do you keep your scripts? Uh, I have some scripts. I haven't kept all of them, but like I kept my uh, you know like Guardians of the Galaxy two nice. script and nice. I I have like an Urban Legends script somewhere. Do you keep like the the Call draft sheets? with no, but like with all the the collated pages, like all the colors? Sometimes I think I do have a few of those. Do you? Well, see, I feel like those are the ones to keep. Like the one, like the all white draft, like no, that got recycled a long time right, ago. Right, right. Yeah. Did you keep like She's All That or the Babysitter's Club? I have or one of those. Like yeah, original? Babysitter's Club, yeah. With notes on it, like your markings? <sighs> I kept conspicuously few notes. And if you watch the movie, you will understand that that is totally consistent with my performance. <laughs> what do you mean? Your performance um, is great in that. What? No, like you've, you've seen the Babysitter's Club? Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, exactly. 
It's, I'm it's not, not a good afraid. movie? Thank you. Ryan knows. Ryan, have you seen it? I don't think so. It's okay. from 95? It's fine. You want the demo? It's fine. How old are you, Ryan? I'm 34. Okay. <laughs> you had to be there. It's fine. <laughs> You've been doing this a long freaking time. I mean. Indeed. You, you too. Don't don't leave me alone out, out but here on the, that. The, the difference is, I, as immature as I can be, <laughs> I, you know, I... It was a progression. It was incremental. It was a high school play and then an unsure and, and insecurity and then a college play and then get more confidence and then moving to New York and then doing plays and then some voiceover. And then That's I, the way it should be. I gradually got... Why do you hate Harrison Ford? Yeah, I know. I keep hitting his right as the lost dark. <laughs> I never do that. Maybe you just make me nervous. Well, the first thing that happened is she walked in and I just thought, oh my God, you smell really good. I wasn't hitting on her or anything, well, thank but you. Ryan goes, oh, we're well, off to a I'm good start. Now I'm if you're not. I don't know what to do with this. Just be careful of your figurines. Be careful of it. Um, you're talking about the plays. Yeah. And then, so it gradually happened for me. You earned your stripes. What? You I earned, earned, yeah. Well, I guess you so. You earned it. I mean, some people... It happens later, but my I didn't have overnight success. Like my co-star in Smallville, Tom, he pretty much had overnight success. He went from oblivion to oblivious to superstar. You know what I mean? Yeah. You started acting when you were like seven. Yeah, yeah, kind kind of. Yeah. Now you, you can't say that I, I can't imagine as a little girl, you're like, I want to act at seven. Or did your no. mom Yeah, yeah. How did that no, happen? No, I didn't. Literally this is um <laughs> I'll only tell you this because you're my friend. Right. So so I think what happened was that you know how like all your parents' friends are like, she's he's adorable. But I was like, I really took that to heart. I was like, we need to, apparently, you guys, the people have spoken, like we need to get this out there. <laughs> we need to get this like, face I am, out. I am wonderful, apparently. <laughs> Do you remember feeling so wonderful as a little girl? Like I am cute. Everybody <laughs> thinks I'm just so cute. No, I just, I, I think that I was just like, you know how every, I feel like every kid with like a, a good upbringing is like, you know what? Maybe my parents are right. Maybe I can be whatever I want to be. Like they gave me that sort of confidence. So even despite being a super shy child, I was just like, what if I like uh, one of the kids who was in my my grade did like print work because I was, my parents loved to like take out the Sunday paper and like distribute sections to everybody. Right. And I was just like my favorite because I'm an intellectual, Ryan. I don't know if you know this, but I like the Target ads. <laughs> I like retail. I'm a I'm a moron. You mean Target? Target, of course. Yeah. So, but I was just like, huh. I mean, those kids got there somehow. They somebody's got to sell these pajamas. That's <laughs> <laughs> like right. I'm like, let's do this. And so this was your idea. This was little... my idea. It was my bonehead idea. And there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of Fortune 500 companies that do like advertising that, out of Minnesota. Really? So yeah. Yeah. Minneapolis so there's, is where yes, you're from. Yes, Minneapolis, exactly. I'm, and I'm from right in the city. Is that because it's more of the real heart of America, the Midwest, in a sense, that they want the, 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 the kids that look like? No. My guess is that it's cheaper to have factories there. And then that's why <laughs> headquarters are there. And then that's, my guess, is like why the rest of everything satellites out from that point. Right. But I don't know, because I left high school early so i don't know a lot you didn't of finish things. high school I, there's so much i don't know like not to brag but i don't know a lot of things 
He seemed pretty smart. <laughs> I mean, I went to high school and college, and you never know it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I feel like you know stuff. I I don't know. I remember. You know, I I still have nightmares of being in high school, at, or in college, and there's a test. I just had a dream the other night. They hand out a quiz, and I knew nothing, and I was just like. Oh my gosh, uh, when did we go over this? So you what? never flipped to like the not knowing your lines nightmare? Cause like that, oh, I feel yeah. like it. That... Oh, that happens still. Do you still have that? Yes, I hate it. Do you still dream about that? Yeah, yeah. Like not not often, thank God. But like, yeah. Do you know your lines usually pretty good? Pretty good. Pretty well. Yeah, oh yeah. Have you ever not known them and really been in trouble? I got in trouble twice in my career. I've gotten in trouble pretty Embarrassing? Bad. Um, one, yeah, the second time I was embarrassed, it was because, like, every bad, you know, like bad crash and blames their tools, et cetera, et cetera. But it was an incredibly redundant speech that used the same language, uh, in four different paragraphs in four different ways with different words. And so it involved, like, doing callbacks to things that happened in the other paragraph, but it wasn't, it, the, the writing made so little sense to me. It wasn't good me. writing, that's the key. I would love to totally blame the writing, but if you have any warning whatsoever, and like it, it read okay, like it, it made sense in my mind, but I got there on the day and the collective um, just exhaustion from the shoot coupled with the fact that it was just really fucking confusing dialogue. Yeah, I went up like a lot. And I ended up just being like, guys, we're gonna piece it together. And I, I you hate- You said that. Yeah, I was like, I, I hate that moment for me. And it, it taught me a lot about like, you know what, if I know that my brain's not gonna be able to do this on the day, then oh my God, fix it. Fix it beforehand. Because like, it, it was just very embarrassing. Inside of you is brought to you by Shopify. You know I use Shopify. You guys go on the, you know, inside of you online store and you see how easy it is to navigate for you. It's so amazing. Shopify, I can't think of anyone else that would do this uh, the right way like Shopify does. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. It's so easy to navigate. And when you wanna add discounts, like for instance, I just had a discount where I put uh, Michael 15, and that was my discount code. How much of a percent? 15% off the total order. Easy. Adding products. It's so easy. You put a picture. You just upload a picture. You put a description. It, it, it does everything for you. And the analytics are so easy to use. Uh, this is the most selling product. Oh, I should get more of those. This is the least selling product. This is how much I made for this month compared to last year or last month. It's so easy to navigate. I feel like a pro and Shopify has really helped me do that. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. 
Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash inside, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash inside now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash inside. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's 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 like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. I was just talking to my friend. I think I've told you this, but I'm like, you know, I'm 50 now. I just turned 50. Happy birthday. When Thank was you. that? July 11th. You're, Did you have uh, a party? Uh, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to have one next year. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I'm going to do it that next year. Okay. You know, but I was thinking, you know, I know I hear Robert Downey Jr. and other actors do it, but they do this earwig. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be a treat? Well, that the two times that I've like gone up on stuff in my life, the first time was because I was working with a much, much older actor. And he had one? He had one. So the lines came out a little different and very delayed. And so it was like there was no flow to any of it. And so I was just like, I'm I'm not in a in a scene. I'm doing this scene by myself. Wow. And so so then, he was getting the lines. So if you don't know what an earwig is, I've, I've ta- yeah. talked about it once before, I think. Do you know what it is? No, yeah. I can't remember who you talked about it with, but it's been like a year since you brought it up. Yeah. Right, which is impressive, uh-huh. actually. But <laughs> it is. I usually bring things up. Yeah. But like, for instance, if Ryan's whispering in a microphone that's going to my ear, for instance, Ryan, start talking. I'll talk to Rachel. Yeah. Hey, Michael. Hey. Uh, hey. Oh, hey, Rachel. How's hey, it Rachel, going? Hey, Rachel. How's it going? Um, welcome to it's my going uh, pretty really good. creepy My really creepy den. den. With yeah. all my toys. With all my, my toys. And horror posters. My horror posters. I don't, I don't know if this scene's going to make the cut. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That's yeah. sort of like that. Yeah. But he was going very slowly. Yes, exactly. He wasn't on his cue. No, and you can't also have someone 
in your head sort of anticipating like they, they, they can't dictate your performance that's also unfair so it's like that, that's that's scary you know what i mean like were you I, embarrassed I, um w- with that with that instance i was i was more embarrassed for for him because i i was sort of in a position on that one where i was like oh dear i'm gonna have to do the scene basically by myself and mm. i i was like when i say i went up like i didn't go up that bad like it was not that bad, but he was just in a different scene or maybe just entire stage Did it work of when they life. cut it together? Yeah, if I do say so. It does work. It yeah. did. Totally. But it, we figured it out eventually, honestly. But yeah. So could we tell some stories where I don't look like a bad actor? Can we do that <laughs> What do you mean? You just said, I mean, look, I could tell you stories of me going up a lot. I remember there was, I was flying home one time. I was flying back and forth to Vancouver and they added a scene in this movie and I looked at it on the, on the, you know, on the page, I looked at it on the plane, excuse me. And I, and I landed and I went to set and I kind of, I just didn't have it. I just didn't have it. But like on the plane, are you like, I'll figure it out? Like I thought, yeah, I just thought I'd figure it out. And it was, they wanted a one and I, I, they could have mentioned 18 that. takes to the point where people were like, God, he was so great in the movie and what happened oh my god people are staring at me that's that's scary because you start it, to get you know like you get in your scary. own head oh, you and get then really it's hot like, you know you get warm you f- flushed you know and you're like oh my god i'm bombing i'm bombing i don't want to be here i never want to act again god get me out of this i'll go to italy i'll live somewhere else it's I'll not just... right have you done that's that not fair to you you know what i mean like you didn't know it was going to be a wonder you would have looked at it very differently if you know it was going to be a wonder i guess i would have yeah. I guess I would have. But you seem professional. I've never heard one bad thing about you in your work. I never heard she's hard to work with. <laughs> what a b- bitty. You ever hear that term? Bitty? She's a bitty. You're bringing it back. Just, I'm bringing just it back. from you. Um, so as a kid, you looked at a Target uh, magazine, uh, a magazine, Target kids wearing clothes from Target. Is that right? Yep. And you said, I got to do this. If they're yeah. doing it, I'm cute. I'm adorable. According to my neighbors, <laughs> I, I could do this. And your parents said, okay. And they they went to an agent there in Minneapolis. And the next thing you know. The ne- yeah. The next thing I know, I'm like, you know, taking some top shelf photos at a JCPenney. And- Do you still have those photos? Or did your mom have those photos from when you first took pictures? Yes. And I have a very rough bull haircut because that's just what we did back then. Did you have a bull cut? Like What's ever? a bull cut? Never. You didn't. You would know. Trust me. What is it? You would know. It looks like a bowl on your head. Thank a, you, Ryan. A bowl. A bowl. Like B O W L. Bowl. Was bowl. that your Minnesota coming out? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you betcha. Have you ever had to do a Minnesota accent? Oh, uh, you just in my whole life, a little bit. <laughs> a little things. I wouldn't you love to do Fargo? Did you ever audition for the series? No. <laughs> See what a great voice. That's a great accent. You do accents really well, don't you? I'm I'm, I'm okay. What what I think is like crazy. We're gonna we're gonna tangent a little bit, and this we, is like we do it all something. Over the place. We'll do okay, it. Whatever. We'll go back to Target. Um, we always do. <laughs> we always go back to Target, folks. No, but what I think is so crazy about casting that actors casting. Fuck, you're making me casting, so Minnesota casting, right now. Thank you, right? <laughs> no, is that like we we think that if we're just so transcendently good that we should be able to book anything, and that's just garbage. It's just not true because you can just cast the actual person and then it's like, calm down. Like you're, yeah. that's just acting. That's like, true. There's only a couple of people that can actually just like get something, whether or not they're the best casting for the role. Like I, I think like 
Kate Winslet in Mary from Easttown is a perfect example. Because yeah. when you cast her, even if she auditioned, you'd be like, no, we can cast this actual woman. She exists. She is there. She is wonderful. She can probably only play that role, but she is from that region and she will get an Emmy and maybe never work again. But like people, just producers, everybody, they just want that person yeah, these days. Yeah, that's true. And we just blame ourselves. And then it's just like bad. Are you hard on yourself actor. if you don't get something? Not since really learning that, but before that, yeah. Were you were you spoiled sort of growing up in a sense that you were cute, you were fun, you're starting to get these target pictures and it was moving on. You were the kid now. You're probably the kid out of Minneapolis that was getting all the bookings. A lot of the bookings were coming from you. Is that is that probably true? Uh, well, I, I really feel like entertainment, if you stick in it, it's like a it's like a pay now or pay later kind of situation. And I was definitely lucky up front. Like I, I apparently decided with the universe to like take all my lucky chips early. And that's probably good because it like gave me enough like momentum and I, I guess uh, a reserve of finances to just keep going and somehow still believe in myself. Yeah. But other than that, um, yeah, it it was definitely it was definitely hard. So yeah, I'm very good at being hard on myself. Are you? Oh my God, Ryan, want to answer that? Yes. Like, horrifically. I'm very, very hard on myself. Very, but, very hard on myself. But like, I feel like you you know that you're a smart person. You know that you're a funny person. You know that you're an engaging person. Like, what are you hurting yourself about? Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for handsome <laughs> or charming. We were going to get there. We were, we're going to get there eventually. <laughs> we got we to gotta keep your head to the side. No, my head in the room. Get, no, I'm just kidding. Enough. I'm kidding. But, you know, you hear these stories, obviously, of these child actors, and they just fought, go to hell. Hmm. They just become alcoholics and drug addicts and rightfully so they don't have any sort of understanding about the real world they're in this like bubble yeah. and all of a sudden they're just pushed you know the Biebers of the world and the uh what's his name i just read his uh just a geek will wheaton will mm -hmm. wheaton talks about like he never even wanted to do it but his mom sort of made him do Oof. it and you know he had his falling out and sort of like you know now he doesn't talk to his parents at all he cut them off completely which wow. is the hardest thing he's ever had to do and he was on the podcast and we talked about that and um when did you hit that spot <laughs> did you ever hit that spot or were you always like hey i'm lucky i i had a good head on my shoulders i didn't veer too much that way well i just i think that i was just never like that successful <laughs> What do you mean? No, like, I feel like things went pretty good, but it was never like. You never were a superstar, is what no, you're saying? No, I feel like there was just never this like line of people like waiting to like high five me and tell me I'd made it. Like, by the time I sort of had any awareness that like things were going pretty good, I was already, that that was already in a way in the rear view. Like that, the, that ship had already kind of sailed and I felt like I was going into catch up mode. Really? Yeah. And you're saying like she's all that when that whole thing yeah, hit? Yeah, like when when you're, it was very strange when people are like, oh my gosh, you're in a movie that's in the theaters that's the number, number one, one this weekend, yeah, exactly, yeah. and it made all this money and people are excited because it made money. You just, it, it, it feels like an accident. And then you're kind of like, I, I mean, it took me probably, I don't know, two, three years to be like, oh, that was kind of neat and then i didn't book anything that was totally awesome until josie and the pussycats after that because i was just like 
trying to be cool and live in Indieville and do like fun indie movies and like I don't know have that kind of like so called credibility because that yeah. scene was so vibrant at the time. You remember you were there. Oh yeah. So yeah. um so yeah by that point. And then I made Josie, which didn't make any box office money. And then when people think that you don't make dollars and cents, you're in trouble. Isn't that? And then it becomes a big cult movie, and people, tons of fans, come out of the word work later. Yeah, twenty quick years later, here we are. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it is. It became before that. Oh, totally, totally. But it's uh, but it's scary to be attached to a, a dollar value. You know what I mean? It's like it yeah. worked for I've me. Never, I've never been attached to a dollar value. No, but like. But you are in the sense that like you can like those movies that your agent, you know, calls you about that are like, hey, Michael, we got an offer. It's X, Y, Z, you know, 100K for you to go to Bulgaria. Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Yeah, or Saskatchewan <laughs> for for Four um, weeks. they can shoot you out. No, no, no. Oh. They can shoot you out in two weeks. And then there's some people who you have never heard of, but who have a lot of credits in Croatia and the rest of the movie. And you're just like, oh, okay, like this is what this movie is worth overseas. Like ah. that's like that's what those those paychecks in those movies so were. after you did she's all that which became this you know big hit you never really felt the success for a long period of time of like oh my god i'm a star i'm, I'm a movie star i did you ever feel that moment of like i made it because you said before you know like it wasn't very long after that you were looking in the rearview mirror it felt it felt like attention but i was never comfortable with like attention attention it you never just, liked it no no it, it's it's weird because like I st I can't like st public speaking I mean like a no I can't I've never does I don't like admitting this to actors this is something I'm self conscious about but like I've never done theater like ever and it's okay. I, I know but I feel I feel like a faker why because it just you're don't, supposed to do it no you're supposed to no, like no, stomp me, the boards whatever you let me tell you something it. I I hate that too because like I come from the theater. And I am an actor. If you're natural, if you're good, if you love what you do, don't be sorry for anything. You, just because you didn't, that wasn't your background. This is how, this was your path. That's not everybody's path. Thank you. It doesn't mean you're not good enough or, oh, she's not trained. You made it because of you. And Thank I'm trying you. to say that to myself too. I tell that to myself all the time. Like, I was. I grew up in a small town. I wasn't to amount to shit. No one knew me. I wasn't. Yeah, I was going to work at a grocery store. I was going to work at Sunoco gas station. I was going to make five dollars an hour. Okay, this so we're was looking be my at life. like an imposter syndrome situation. Of course, okay. I have that. I I just felt like, and if nobody is believing in you, and except maybe that one along the way or two, mm -hmm. those are the ones that make get you the confidence enough to keep but going you, but you had to ultimately and you you had to do it right you could have bowed out early you could have said no nope, not for me it's too hard too much rejection i don't want to do it but not only did you stay with it you stayed with it yeah so well it's kind of like i mean i don't know i think we've all heard that kevin hart interview where he's like mm -hmm. what well no like when he's like I realized when I was failing community college that I had to make comedy work. Like it's kind of like the same. It's kind of the same thing. I was like, "Oh dear, like I'm not good at anything." You like, really felt like you, well, I'm not good at anything else. This is the only thing I'm good at. Yeah, like I, I did fine in school, but like n nothing else would have like popped out at me. You know what I mean? Like, did, were you like, "Oh, maybe I'll be a doctor"? Or 
Like, like that Sunoco, Sunco, the, Sunoco, the gas. Somebody's got to sell the gas, Michael. Somebody has to sell the gas. I thought that's what I'd do. I thought I'd make a living and I'd have all my friends and, you know, drink a little bit. And I thought that's where I'd end up. I didn't think I was going to get out. And everything just sort of, it was almost, I believe this, whether you believe it or not, Ryan, you probably don't. Mm. You're cynical. <laughs> what? No, you're not. I could tell. You haven't said very much, but I could feel it. From I'm a fly on the wall. I got my notes. <laughs> you spelled Rachel right. R-A-C-H-A-E-L. I did. Thank you. Thank I you, Ryan. Google. I didn't. <laughs> I forgive you. And you didn't even have to admit that. That's so transparent of you. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. I no. told you. Very honest. Inside of You is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Synaletic. I just sent some of this to my mother. And she's starting to notice the differences mm-hmm. in herself. And, she, and because I noticed my mother was always had brain fog and and she couldn't think clearly. And, and you know, and, and I, I was like, well, this stuff works for me. And what's great is I didn't even they weren't even a sponsor when I started using this. Um, have you heard of Synaletics yet? Well, listen, it's a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago. And they're being called one of the biggest discoveries of our time for helping to promote healthy aging and helping to enhance your physical prime. Your life goals in your career and beyond require productivity. But let's be honest, the aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why I use Qualia Senolytic. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, hello, sluggish mental and physical energy, hello, associated with that middle age feeling, hello. Also known as zombie cells, they are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, Qualia Senolytic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. That's it. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. And they must believe in their product because they have a 100-day money-back guarantee. It's pretty amazing. I felt higher energies. Uh, I feel uh, more focused, um, younger. I have to say, because a lot of these things make me feel younger. I feel more uh, productivity happening in my life, a little more enthusiastic. Help resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's episode. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Inside of You is brought to you by Factor. I love Factor meals, Ryan. Do you know this? Yes. Why do you know this? Because I've seen them in your fridge and you've offered me some. And you've had them. And I've had them. And you love them. I do. Because I asked you every time. Mm-hmm. Um Look, I spent an enormous amount of money using delivery services for food or going grocery shopping and never eating the food that I buy or too many leftovers. And it's just, I waste so much money. And, you know, Factor Meals has really changed my life in a lot of ways because they have so many different meals, like 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. And it takes just two minutes. So it doesn't matter how busy you are, it's two minutes to cook this stuff. 
you always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. And that's what Factor does. Um, I, I, I just can't get over all the things they have, like filet mignon, shrimp, blackened salmon, um, their breakfast items, everything, dessert. It's it's perfect for my lifestyle, and I think it's perfect for a lot of lifestyles. Um, yeah, you can crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or simply eat well-balanced. Warm, sunnier days are calling, Michael. Well, yes, they are. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. It's pretty incredible. Head to factormeals.com slash inside50 and use code inside50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code inside50 at factormeals.com slash inside50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor Meals. What was I saying? You were talking about how you didn't think you were going to get out. And I had yeah. a question for you about that, which is like, but wasn't like everybody I feel like has got that one person in their town who there's like that lore around that person who got out or who wrote a book or who became an actor or a singer or like that, just that one person from your town. Like, are you that person? Who was it if it wasn't you? I will just say this. I will say that I feel like the hand of fate. True. True story. I believe in fate. Mm -hmm. The hand of fate took me in that direction. Just grabbed me by the fucking shirt and took me. I mean, everything, if you look at my life, everything happened by someone almost forcing me to do something. In a, it's not force, but leading me that way because maybe they believed in me. Like, for instance, I was taking an acting class in high school. You had to sign yourself up for that, though. But I was just taking it because it was easy just to goof around. I that's, didn't think no, I was going to become an actor. that's not easy for everybody. No, but I was they like, They would rather oh. be like, oh, I guess I'll try and be on the tennis team or something. Yeah. Like, well, they were like, oh, today we're going to learn how to mime. And I go, the first thing that came to me was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mime a guy having to go to the bathroom to take a shit. And he's rushing to the bathroom. I remember. In drama class. You'd be good at that. I could see it. So I'm miming the toilet paper. I'm like, oh my God. I'm and I'm doing this as a mime. And the whole class is laughing. This is where my, my mind goes. Just make everybody laugh. I'm hiding behind a facade of, because I didn't I, I, I didn't like me. I well, was. So yeah. What's your persona at this stage that you do that? Where had oh, you been like more reserved? Like I was just weird and insecure and all over the place. And didn't, and you didn't fit in anywhere. You didn't know a lot of people. And, no, I just okay. kind of didn't fit in anywhere. And. I remember going to my senior year, I signed up for, it was called advanced drama, but it was the same drama class. It was just called advanced because you were a senior, skipped, but okay. you're with all the freshmen's. Right. Freshman. Freshmen's? Freshman. Freshman. I'm with it. Freshman. Yeah. Brian? Freshman. Thank you. And uh, so Mrs. Paternoster said, you can't take advanced drama unless you're going to audition for a play. And I go, and I'm telling you, I was going to say no. 
no way. I can't audition for play in front of these people and perform. Well, yeah, because like it, it doesn't seem like you're just playing or doing a scene where you can just relate to somebody. Now you have to commit. No, it sounds horrible. Scary. Like if you're coming completely from the outside, you're like I have to learn all these yeah. I have to commit this stuff to memory? Yep. Like what? That's in that seems almost impossible. That's what happened. And I finally said, Okay, there's this one part that's just goofy. And I'll just be that guy and I'll just, I won't get it anyway. And I auditioned and I got, if I didn't audition for that play, we would not be talking right now. That's I'd be crazy. watching you going, oh my God, that's good for that movie. That's, Throw that target. Oh my God, I wish I could be with her. <laughs> Man, she's smoking. Um, oh, have another you, beer. I got to go work Michael. at Sunoco right now. Go, tell me more about the bathroom story. No, no, we're not going back to the, the miming of the I'm bathroom. <laughs> I know. But so when I performed, I, I was nervous as shit, and I, I won't get into that. But I remember the applause. I have the videotape. I have the tape that someone sent me of everybody coming up and going out. And I was not a lead character. And I came out, and the applause was <gasps> booming. And talk about ego boost and confident boost. I was like, they like me. They really like me. Yeah. And then the next day at school, I tell this all the time. Popular kid walks by me and goes, you were really funny last night. And walks <gasps> away. And I go, okay, not being me is the way to go. And that got that me going. Me that I got me going. That. I wouldn't have gone anywhere. And from there, it was little moments, those same moments of the teacher going, do you really want to be here? Do you really want to be an actor? And just like a lot of luck, a lot of luck and a lot of work. But you had to say yes at every turn. And then you have to. True, true. And then you got to work. Like n you, you, gotta work. you cannot trip, stumble, fall into a career. Yeah. Like, not one that lasts anyway. I don't think, I mean, I might've been a sports announcer. I might've been a, like, there's yeah. a line drive and a right field base hit. A base hit by Jimmy Crawls. Now up is Wally Backman batting 274. I'm so jealous you're also good at that. <laughs> I mean, I, I would just love that. God damn it. I want to do that. Um, but like. Stuff like that, I you know, that would be fun. But who makes it as a sports announcer? Apparently not a, lot, a of lot of people. Not a lot. Not become famous and make a lot of money. Most work like, you know, AAA baseball, making about 30 grand a year to announce baseball games. And, you know, it's it's not an easy thing. You got to be, uh, what's the guy's name who everybody does? Vin, Vin Scully? Al no. Michaels? Good one. Keep going. The one that a lot of people, Joe Buck. Joe Buck. Mm. You know, people don't like, people like. I, I think he's great. But to get to that level is just, that's not easy. But let me ask you this. When you're doing this, all this acting stuff and you're climbing up the ranks and you're doing your, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. That was you, wasn't it? That was you. No, I'm just the, the voice. Oh, the voice. The voice. Good. See, I wouldn't be the on camera. But, you know, and you're coming up and you're doing all this acting. Were there any, were you ever, do you remember being nervous or I can't do it or anxious or just, were you just, Confident because you didn't know better. Um, funny, just side story about that actual ad. I remember, like auditioning, like is very scary to me. Like, like all of us because we're human beings. But that audition was actually not scary to me because I was like, "There's no way I'm getting this." Because in the waiting room, there's just literally like sixteen models. Right. There were like five, ten, like beautiful, wafy Calvin Klein types. I was like. Are you fucking serious? Like, what, am I in the wrong room? And so I was like, this isn't going to happen. So I I wasn't actually scared. Because you said, what do I have to lose? I'm not going to get it. Yeah. 
that is always the key. Interesting. If yeah. you don't give a shit, but you, I mean, you'd like it. Well, it's also possible that they're just actual models who'd never acted before. <laughs> True. But when you have that confidence where you're like going in there and you don't care. Yeah. And those nerves that hinder you from being your best. Yeah. Don't come out and you can let it all out. That's a rare thing. That's so true. How often does that happen to you? Very little. What about you? It doesn't happen a lot, but I have those days where I'm like, I belong here. And I have those days where I'm like, I don't belong here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. I do. If I like, if, if the room is warm and if people are, I don't know, like really welcoming and the material is good, like a lot is possible. Have you I, had I bad, like... have you had bad auditions? Oh, yeah. No, I mean like where, um, <laughs> You really are embarrassed? Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> you got to tell us. You got to tell a story. <laughs> so, Michael, I thought, I thought that the scene ended when, you know, like I stopped. <laughs> You're crying. I didn't know if she was actually crying or laughing. I thought that the scene ended when, you know, both the characters stopped talking. But it turns, they go. And she gets shot. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> then she gets shot. And you didn't know that? You didn't read the signs? So. No, I did. I said thing I was gonna have to do it in yeah, the it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, ah! like, you look such an idiot. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh. You just did a little thing like that? No, like I committed to it, but like after talking about it with <laughs> And so, like, I hit the wall a little bit with my shoulder, Michael. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, my brain, my actual real-time thought was, I just wish they weren't filming this, because then only three of us would know this happened. <laughs> we'd be down to three people. We'd be were, down were you to laughing about this during the moment, <laughs> or, or were you just so embarrassed afterwards? Uh, after like now it's hilarious because that was like 20 years ago did you get the part no <laughs> i did not get the part <laughs> oh my god i, I think what, i've had those what moments happened to you? well like, i had a moment with um uh the guy who directed beavis and butthead mike mike judge. judge okay obviously a lot of actors have said oh my god i love beavis and butthead. i love mike judge he's a genius and i went in for this audition and i go he likes weird he likes off the, you know, just out okay. there. Okay. And I came in, I wore a wig, I think. Because you were like keeping it tight at the time? I wasn't Lex Luthor then. Okay. But I wore this wig and this checkered shirt and a gold chain. And I had a little toy, a little ceramic golden retriever dog i have a lot of questions but keep talking. I, I don't know okay. and i went up and i just put the golden retriever on the desk and then i angled it to him to look at him and he's just like mm -hmm. okay and then i just started doing the scene and it was weird and i took these really strange beats and i was kind of doing all the little accent and i was doing something really out there and i thought man he's gonna go and he goes Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, <gasps> thanks so much. Thanks. And then you just got to pick up the golden retriever. And then I picked the golden retriever. Then I walked out and I go, 
I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I might have done something really well there. I don't, I don't know. I don't, maybe he's just. Because you, like. My manager called me and said, what did you do in there? And I go. You're welcome. Did I get it? And I go, he goes, dude, Mike Judge says he's never been more freaked out in an audition than the moment when you walked in and gave that reading. That's pretty cool. He's, it wasn't good. <laughs> it was not good. I, the, he, I was not the part. And Mike was like, yeah, I remember the. You the, know what? That's what? on him for not giving you any direction. And he could have been like, hey, I so appreciate you putting so much thought into this. Bring the dog. Thank you for the dog. Thank you for your headpiece. Like, thank you for everything that's happening here. But we asked you in for a reason. And can we just like, why don't you just like go like take 10. Different direction. And we're going to just. We're going to work this out. We're going to just, we're going to something else. I freaked him out. By the way, I have that golden retriever still. I can can show you, it to you like? Can you keep things that you have bad memories attached to like that? Oh yeah, not bad. Pictures because, of see, my family. I feel <laughs> we're gonna get into it. Um, <laughs> no, but like, but yeah, like the um, but the the big win for you, I think, in that story is that you weren't like, oh, I did that, and then I kind of fumbled this beat, and I meant to do it like that. Like you did everything that you wanted, I wanted to, do. to do. Like That's I see true. that as a win. I did everything I wanted to do. Yeah. That's, it is, it is a win when I just didn't care, and I was one of those moments, and I was like, but I was just completely wrong. I was not, that was the opposite of what he wanted. Wow. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay that that happened. Let me ask you this. Are you someone, do you, do you get anxiety? Have you ever, have you, do you know what anxiety is? <laughs> I've heard of it. People are talking <laughs> about it? it a lot. Because, I mean, it's uh, it's something that a lot of people go mm-hmm. through. Ryan, uh, every guest probably has a little bit of anxiety, but some people deal with it, you know, heavier yeah, anxiety. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. I, um, I definitely, when I was younger and apparently more ambitious, I dealt with a lot of, like, just perfectionism. Not that it was, ever, not that perfect was ever, like, really on the table but i think that i felt like i i i had so much behind me i was like you have some success you have a good uh family you have friends like the word potential i feel like has just haunted me my whole life I, i i hate that word i hate the idea that if you just try to an 11 that you should be able to like why weren't like why weren't we in the olympics michael i don't know like i i don't like that so anxiety to me came from like cir- like like circular thought about like did you do everything you could what did you do wrong you didn't what let could things you go? have done different yeah and your mind like and i didn't really realize that this is exactly what it was like it, your mind is this like it's like a railroad you know, like a railroad train set that like um, just loves to run in certain loops. It becomes like muscle memory to just have these thoughts that just sort of run in a pattern, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, and and I took Zoloft to like break that pattern. And it was a total game changer for me because almost instantly, like the, that part of the track was gone and it that whole way of thinking left me. Really? Yeah. So that perfectionism, that loop, perfectionism, the loop of that same, your mind doing the same thing. You're saying that you started an uh, antidepressant or anti-anxiety, yeah. Zoloft, that's worked for you, but yeah. other people. Yeah, no, no, other people, right. this is not an advertisement. This doesn't mean Zoloft, it works so for you. Time ago. Yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, you know, I do something else, but, you know, um, that it just, it, that was the key. Yeah. 
it caused a, it, it was a complete system interrupt that changed everything for me. How long did it take before it, it kicked in? I noticed a difference in the way I felt after, I mean, this was a long time ago now, but if I had to guess about four months, because everything's habitual, right? Like right. even if your brain's doing something different, it takes a while for your body to process that and, and, and everything. So yeah, I guess about that. Now, is this something you still use or you're like, you just got out of it and now no. that loop doesn't come back because of new habits? What I think is super cool about it, again, this is not a <laughs> this is not an advertisement for Zola. Right, but right, right. Once the disrupt happens, it, it would take effort to bring it back. You know what I mean? To, right. to to run in those circles again. And so when I went off it because I knew I was gonna like start trying to have a kid and stuff, um, I never really felt the urge to go back to it. Really? Yeah. But yours is your yours is working for you. I mean, clearly you're doing great. Oh yeah. I'm I'm on it. I'm nailing it. Ryan? Doing great, kid. Thanks, man. Thank you. Inside of You is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Senolytic. Let me tell you something. If you haven't tried this, you are missing out. I just sent this to my mom. I have it. I use it. It's a product that I didn't, I, they weren't even my sponsor when I was using this. And I was like, wow, why do I have more focus or energy? Why do I feel better? Why do I feel different? It's because I take qualia synolytic neurohacker look if someone would have told me ryan that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 15 years younger in a matter of months i wouldn't have believed it but uh i tried qualia synolytic and the rest is history as we age everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging such as aches and discomfort slow workout recoveries sluggish mental and physical energy associated with that middle-aged feeling also known as zombie cells, they're old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, Qualia Senolytic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all the ingredients together. And Neurohacker Qualia Synaletic has a 100-day money-back guarantee. Oh, I have, I have more energy. Uh, I feel younger. Uh, I'm more productive. I will tell you that. I'm more productive. And uh, I feel like I have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more enthusiastic about my life. I definitely feel that. And uh, for me, the aches and pains are less lessened by this. So that is a real important thing for me. Help resist aging at the cellular level, folks. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside. Neurohacker, N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R. Neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Inside of you is brought to you by Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And look, hair thinning impacts a lot of us, myself included. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it 
with Nutrafol. Nutrafol helps support hair growth from within by targeting possible key root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and even metabolism. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Has menopause impacted your hormones and your hairline? When it comes to thinning hair, there are many possible root causes at play, and Nutrafol helps address them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In Nutrafol's own clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In Nutrafol's own clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Take their hair wellness quiz at Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific possible root causes. With Nutrafol, getting help building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription or doctor's visits required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day. You could see results in three to six months. Take the first step to help you see visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code INSIDE. Find out why 4,500 professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, Dot com promo code inside that's nutrafol.com promo code inside i always pictured you as someone who i mean you may laugh you probably laugh at me when i say this <laughs> but someone who just I love really what i'm scared no but just i just always looked at you as somebody who just is so, you're sort of stoic in a lot of ways you don't let things get to you or if you do you don't let people know like you kind of play it off you kind of like there's a there's a thing about you where you're like you're not going to wear your emotions on your on your sleeves your arms sleeves yeah yeah your arm sleeves <laughs> as opposed to those other <laughs> sleeves like those leg sleeves we got going yeah, on oh, those legs. Am I right? those pants yeah um yeah I'm I'm definitely like a like a yeah if if something gets to me like I will wait until I am like out of the audition or the failed audition to like go to my car to cry about it for sure. Are you a, are you an arguer? Can you uh, argue with the best of them? Or you're like, nah, I don't like loud. I don't like you're yelling. I don't like yelling. I hate, I hate, I hate loud. I hate arguing, which is directly conflicting. It's always at loggerheads <laughs> with my deep desire to be right. Because <laughs> I love being right. Yeah, who doesn't? Uh, but no, but like, I'm, I'm not an arguer. But one, one thing about me that I both take pride in and that is kind of fucked up is that if if I say something mean to you, I meant it. Wow. Like I don't say things I don't mean. You can't be like, oh my God, I was Do just you say things mean though? Can have you ever said something where you're like, I meant it, but I shouldn't have said it? No, I meant it. Have you ever said, I hate you? No. What's the worst thing you said to somebody and meant it? 
I want you out of my life. What What about you? Like, I'm literally having to think about it. I've said things by accident. Like, I, have you heard of this? Okay, I'm going to sound a little woo-woo right now. No. But there's this, like... Okay, there's this idea that you can have thoughts that aren't yours, right? It's kind of like a ghost, but it's like a little thought in your mind. Sometimes things come out that you're just like, one time I repeated something that somebody, that a friend of mine had said as a joke. It was like kind of a mean joke. Yeah. But then I repeated it and I was like, I'm not a mean joke person. And I felt really bad about it. Um, but Yeah, because that wasn't something you would say. Yeah, no, it, it was kind of like, yeah, it was like it passed from that friend of mine into my brain like a ghost and it just came out of my mouth, which is weird because I didn't even really mean it. But why? What's the meanest thing you've said? What the, the meanest thing I've said is, I don't know, I feel bad about it. But I said to my mom, I said to her, you know, I love you, mom. I do. I love you. Uh-oh. I love you. Buckle up. But I don't like you. Oh. I don't like you at all. I'm sure. I would never hang out with you if you weren't my mom and you were my age. I would never hang out with you. I don't like you. She, I mean, I'm a, I'm a parent, so please take this in the right way. She felt the same way about you. <laughs> <laughs> you She's like, I love you. Don't like you right now. There was a, a and I no, yeah. and I mean like I I love my kids, but they're tough hangs sometimes. They're small. It's fine. Like it's not a big deal. Well, you know, there was a wrestler, and he used to say Hulk Hogan. His name was Brother Love. He said Hulk Hogan, I love you, but that don't mean I like you. <laughs> and it was like his name was Brother Love. Do you like being a mom? Oh my God, yes. Has it changed your life? Yeah. It's it's the it's the only game changer. It's the the only actual game changer. What has changed? What is it that changes when you have a child for you? It's it's weird because you're just like, well, guess I can never die. Great, like I gotta <laughs> fucking live forever now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can't. <laughs> um, no, it's just I I think that the reason that I was just like, yeah, I I want to be a parent is. First of all, I was just like, I don't have FOMO about not doing that, which is a dumb reason to do something that ended up being a great decision. But I was just like, people seem pretty into this parenthood thing. I should find out what that's about. And then, you know, and then you do it. And it's just like, I was just so ready to not, for it to not be the me show anymore. Like, I just was, I was sick of my own bullshit. Isn't that you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was like I'm so so over me. Like we've done too many seasons of this. Like just cut it. And God. now I am canceled, and they are on forever. And maybe someday I will exist again. That is perfect. Oh, what thanks. you just said made more sense to me than anything you said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, yes, and why I'm saying that, I remember my grandfather and he said you know, he didn't get along with my mother mm. everybody knew he didn't like her mm. and she my dad resented him for not you know you know accepting his wife which is understandable my dad is understandable my dad was angry mm. and my mom was upset and i love my grandfather and i thought he's the best thing in the world and he believed in me and unconditional love and, and talked to me actually had conversations 
just sat there and talked with my grandfather. And I asked him once, you know, why he didn't really like my mom. And he said, you know, Mikey, it's, um, I would try. I would, you know, you'd come to visit and I would, I would say, you're going to be good this time. You're going to just, you're going to sit there, you're going to engage, you're going to, and it wasn't 15 minutes of her talking. I, I had to get out of there. I had to take you kids to go play because I love being with you guys. And I take you to go play. And I go, well, why? And he says, because when you're a parent, he says, you have to split the responsibility. And you have to with your mother and father. The mother, the father can't just be the disciplinarian. Mm -hmm. And she used to always put everything on him, call him at work. And she said, and when you have a child, they are the center of your attention. Mm -hmm. They become the center of the attention, yeah. not you. And if you still want to be the center of attention, you cannot have children. No. And I remember him saying this and it all made sense because it was always about my mother. Mm. It was always about her going out and always about her friends and always about, and less about us. It really, I, I, I don't think she was capable. I think she loved us, but she did not know how to be a mother. Mm -hmm. And that is, to me, if you're ready to have a child, you have to be what you just said. Your show has run its course. It's now their show, and they're like, family matters. They're going to go on for fucking ever. <laughs> you know? That's... Yeah. That's the only way the child could be really healthy and have a chance. Yeah, and and yet at the same time, like there there's a balance to to be found. Like your mom or a, I will say like a healthier, balanced version of of your situation, where your mom is like, you know, I I work my job, love you kids, but you're tough. Like when I go out with my girls one or two nights a week, like I come back refreshed. I feel, I feel centered in myself. They, they see me like that's, that's a healthy thing. You know yeah. what I mean? She gets to feel yeah, like you still have your really time. Is. You still need your time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So it's like, there's a, a version of, of that, mm -hmm. that I feel bad for her that she couldn't sort of meet you halfway on. That, that yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. You're saying like, if you don't take time for yourself, if you don't exercise or have moments for yourself or this, you'll go crazy. You need the, that oh, to be the best happens. mom you can. That, sure. that happens. But but yeah, but the fact that from the sound of things that like your mom was like, why don't you just check back with me when you're like a grown up and we can talk about grown up stuff. So, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's, oh, yeah, that's that's not that's not cool. Yeah, it's, it's you know, you always look back and you're like, you know, you look, I remember always going to other people's houses, my friend's parents, and it just felt like their parents would listen to them and they would engage with them and their friend, it just, it was always just going out, going to my friend's house, staying there for a few days, not, no one's allowed to come to our house, no one's allowed to spend the night, it was just like, it's just a weird dynamic, I had a very weird dynamic and I think that, you know, I've learned to forgive, I've learned to just say, hey, you guys weren't good parents, but that's because you didn't know how to be good parents. Mm -hmm. And I forgive you. And, you know, you got to let that shit go. You turned out good, though. Did I? I feel like from over here. I'm working on it. I'm working. I'm working on it. I'm still. I mean, we're. It's a. It's evolution, man. It's a work in progress. Um, you're still close to your parents? Yeah. They're yeah. both still alive? God yes. willing? Yes. Oh, my God. Have you had to deal with loss? Um, 
I, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a human, sure, but um, yeah, no, I, I lost my grandparents. Like that's the way, you know, it's the way supposed it to work. Were you what, close what to about, them? What about you? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, sure, I've, I've had loss, and it's like you know, but as we get older now, or you know, you're getting up there, I'm getting up there a little bit. We're still young. You looked at me like what? Still got I'm not, it. Here we go. Here we go. No, but like you know, the older you get. You know shit's gonna fall apart. Oh yeah. You know yeah. this has to happen. It's called life. We know that this and there's some friends I have that I'm like, oh my God, as a mess as I'll be, it's not as close to some of them who don't even want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. My friend Kristen, who is on Smallville Kristen Krug, told me to read this book called The Future Corpses. Or your future corpses it's a story about how to deal with death how to deal with it's it, it, she says it's amazing i have to read it and prepare yourself and all this and it's a good read Damn. but i think that it's like you know um can anything prepare you though i mean okay i'll check out the book but you know what i mean i think that I think that that's a big ask. I think that it's also unfair to your present self yeah. to, to ask that. Of Well, to think about it all the time. You don't want to do that. No, sure. But if sure. there's some way to prepare yourself to say, hey, this makes me look at things in a different light. Maybe this will help me inevitably when this happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So She's smart. I feel like she, whatever yeah. she's doing, I should be doing you, she um, is. She's a she's a reader. <laughs> I mean, let's. Uh, right. Are you a reader? Um, I I, I feel read. like I used I to read. be. I feel like like the dumb joke I tell sometimes is like I feel like I can tell uh, the last time I read a book by roughly how old my oldest kid is. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's sad. It's not funny. It's a little bit sad. No, I like no, it. No, but um, but yeah, but but on loss, like I am, I'm, I'm completely terrified of, of yeah. it and i'm just like super avoidant and that was one of the hardest things about being pregnant actually like the the weirdest thing about it for me actually was not like the physical changes it was when you're part of the inception of something you get real in touch with your mortality like real quick like the moment i knew i was pregnant was the same moment i realized my parents were gonna die you know it's it's very weird wow. it was just very sort of messed up moment really yeah, yeah. did you have any postpartum or anything like that Oh, thank God. Thank God, because that's serious. That's a real thing. It's a big, yeah, it's that's a, big, a big, deal. big deal. And those hormones stay in your body for like a year and mess yeah. with you. Yeah, I, I learned the hard way because my one of my best friends growing up, his mom called me and said, hey, Amy's gone. And I go, she left Nate? What? And she's like, no, she, she overdosed on sleeping pills. <sighs> she had postpartum right after the baby was born and she passed away. And... You have to monitor if you see any changes, any depression, anything. You have to be on top of it. And it's so, it's such a real thing. And it's terrifying. And it was like, I didn't really, so I flew back and I was on baby duty every two hours, changing diapers, helping him out and like having these deep conversations with him. And it was just, it was intense. And it kind of made me realize like, wow, I what an, another thing a freaking woman has to go through. Yeah. You know what I mean? That no one really pays a lot of attention to. You don't hear a lot about that. Do we talk about that a lot? I don't think we do. I feel like every so often someone comes forward and raises their hands and it's yeah. hand uh, and like talks about it and, and absolutely, but oh my God. Yeah, terrible story. Terrible story. But let me ask you this. Out of all the stuff you've done, you still enjoy acting? You still love the work? 
I'm still worried about Amy's family and her child. No, no, everything's everything's fine now. She's grown Alexa. She's grown up to be a beautiful girl, talented volleyball player. She's happy with life. Nate's a great oh, father. Wonderful. He met a, a lovely woman. I went to their wedding. It was mm. awesome. He's everybody's doing great, but it was just a tragic moment. Yeah. So a little happy ending that everybody's doing really well. <laughs> uh, look, you've done so many things, right? I mean, you, I, I know we're getting. I'm sorry, this. we're just like the whiplash. It's just like I'm still. We're I'm on the whiplashing you. Okay, okay. But like you know, you've done so many things. And I know. I noticed here that you did a video game called Yakuza. Yes, I was in that. Get I, out. I was one of the lead voices in so that. So we have. Worked so we have worked together. together, and we were also in Batman Beyond, and I think Return of the Joker as voices, but yeah. we didn't know it. No, we did not. I have. I don't. I've never. Have you played the game? Have you ever played it? I or think have I, you I, seen I, it. No, or? no. I haven't either. Um, you yeah, know, but, have you ever seen your voice? I mean, that that doesn't make sense. Have you ever seen an animation with your voice in it? Um, yeah, yeah. Do you like I, it? Like a you little cool? bit, like Robot Chicken. It's easier than um, you know, watching my my whole self sometimes. Do you not like do you watching watch yourself? yourself? Do you, Jinx? Do you? You first. I can watch myself. I'm learning because we're doing an also rewatch podcast with Tom Well, oh, who's nice. on Smallville. So we do a rewatch podcast where we have, and I never saw so many of them and Ryan's on it. And um, it's weird and it's hard and it's hard for him looking at me and seeing this character like was so different than I am. And like, it was a deep head shake, Ryan. Oh man. It's a different human being. It's bizarre. It's bizarre, man. Because, just, because he's so together. Yeah. He's so <laughs> articulate. He's so, Powerful. I don't know. What is it? I don't. Whatever. It, just uh, rugged, handsome, <laughs> just full of <laughs> evil plans. Evil plans and just just full oh, of life. Yeah, just enough. a real. <laughs> do they still ask you to do Star Wars uh, stuff? Um. Yeah. I. I. Uh, for people who don't know what you're talking about, nobody will. Um. I did some Republic. voices on Star Wars Old Republic. Uh, that that was just fun. I, I literally you do it again in a heartbeat. I yeah, I like it. I like going to the booth and you know, oh my god, every actor said this in an interview. But yeah, like where you get to just like go in and throw your voice around and not care what you look like and whatever. Yeah, yeah because um it's straight like but circling back to your rewatch podcast, like I, I did a rewatch podcast recently of um the show Psych that I worked on yeah. briefly. You did the last season, right? Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. Those I, guys are great. I showed They've up been in. On. I love that. They're they're the greatest. Um, I think I showed up in season like three and four. I I honestly can't remember, which I feel bad about. But it was a great experience. Um, but one of the scenes, I, I felt strange saying it, but when we were doing the podcast, I was like, I I have no, like I understand that that's me intellectually, <laughs> like I get it. But I don't know if we were on a stage. I don't know if that was a location. Like, I don't Isn't remember. that something, how we don't remember no, those things? No, but it's scary. I mean, it's just, I think you just do jobs, jobs, jobs. And you. a lot of times you're like, I, I, yeah. got to learn my lines. Got to hit the mark. You're not thinking about being in the moment a lot of times. Yeah. Like, where am I? Oh, look at this set. And it's rare. You just kind of work. Yeah. And sometimes you when you knock it out real quick or like you're first up, like by the time you sort of wake up, like the day is done, it's almost like, did I drive home last night? Oh, shit. Like, is you're like was I did acting? You? Like, <laughs> no, <you>? I didn't. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, um, I get it. Yeah. It's it's really weird. Do you um do you look back at like your twenties or thirties or maybe just twenties? Let's say our. Let's just be shared in, in yeah, this. Yeah, let's just share it. Our tw oh, fuck you, Ryan. You're barely thirty. You're thirty four. Hey, you're all right. But listen, 
practically still growing. Yes, you're a growing boy. <laughs> do you ever, how often do you reminisce? How often do you think of like, oh man, those were the years. Do you think like that? Do you think, oh, when you were a kid, I missed this and I missed so-and-so, I wonder what they're doing. Do you like almost, are you, do you live in the past at all? Or are you more of like, that's the rearview mirror. I ripped it off. I live in today. I don't ever, ever look back. And if I do, it's rare. I think um, I'm, I'm, I'm sentimental. Like I look back on things sort of fondly. Like I'll remember like, oh, we were friends when we did that. And sometimes you'll know that it's a set friendship and not a life friendship. And you sometimes know that like in real time. Yeah. And that's totally okay. And I'm never someone who's like, I, I don't chase friendships or whatever, but that's the only thing that I think I feel sentimental about is sometimes like the people like, oh, we had an experience together. But yeah. what I really love about, again, being in the game for a really long time is that when you do get to reconnect with people like we're doing today, <laughs> is that like when you get to meet someone when you're, oh my God, like 17, 20, whatever. And then again, when you're in your 40, like somewhere, you get to meet someone again. You get to meet a someone twice in a lifetime. You're like, hello, nice to meet this version like of Like Freddie Prince. Oh my God. You hadn't seen him in how many years? Freddie's exactly the same. He's a bad example of this story. He's but. a bad example. He's, <laughs> he's the same guy. Okay. No, Freddie's <laughs> always been so true to himself. Has he been on the show? Mm-mm. I haven't asked him, but I'd love him to come on. He is so candid and so funny. I feel like would he come on? Totally. All right, I'll help. You'll help me. You, you know, I'm sure you've met. Like by the way, I, I think we might have met years and years ago. It's, I mean, I don't, I don't know. He has some of the best stories. I've Does he? That yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure he would tell some of them on record, but I hope you guys get a drink someday. All right, this is called <laughs> shit talking with oh, Rachel Lee Cook. These okay. are my top tier patrons that get to ask questions. It's rapid fire. Okay. Okay. Patreon.com slash inside of you. I love you guys. Here you go. Leanne, loved you in Psych, and she's all that. Was What was it like to work with Dulé Hill on both projects? Okay, first of all, I thought you thought my name was Leanne. I'm not good at <laughs> rapid fire right no. now. <laughs> okay, what no. was it like to work with Dulé Hill? I love Dulé. He is hilarious. He taught me an actor trick that I will never forget, which is if you're in a scene with a lot of people, Get yourself into a corner of the room near nobody else so that when everybody does their coverage, you don't have to be in it. That's like an acting tip that I picked up. Wow. Today. It's so brilliant. And, and it he, works. Yeah. And he also goes, if there's if there happens to be a kid in the scene, kid has to go home. Kid works limited hours. Go stand by the kid. They'll shoot you your close up. You get to go home. I'm making Dulé sound lazy, and he's no, not. No, these man are tricks just, of the trade. Dude, he has no. spent more hours on set than probably that, almost anyone I know. So wow. you just got to do what you got to do. Kelly asks, was there a particular fad or trend in the 90s that you look back on and cringe? Do you wear shoulder pads? I feel great about shoulder pads, man. Okay, good. Okay. Um, no, but uh, the, the thing that I look back on from the 90s, I'm like, no, is I completely took my eyebrows off. It was a bad, it was a bad look. You you what? My eyebrows were like gone. It they was grew a back, Drew, I blame Drew Barrymore <laughs> <laughs> directly. Little Lisa, how did you get the role of voicing Tifa Lockhart in the Final Fantasy franchise? I auditioned for it, and they um they played the Japanese version for me, and they were just like, "Can you do something with this with this essence?" And I tried, and then yeah, ten years with the with the job was ten uh, years. Yeah, yeah, they rotated the cast pretty recently, but it was a great time. 
Good for you. Thank you. Sophie M., can you tell us about the audition process for the Babysitter's Club? Did you audition for other parts in that movie also? That is a very smart question. I'm impressed that people know that. And yeah, I think all of us sort of audition for different roles, Sophie M. Um, I auditioned for Marianne and Christy. We talked about how you love the Babysitter's Club. I do, so yeah. Just jump in and I'm a, a super fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I did not find out if I got the part of Marianne for a very long time because they were looking to cast the role of Christy, who is a more central character to the to the piece. Gotcha. So the audition process was, um, I just, I walked into a room, did my best. I guess it worked out. Maybe no one else auditioned because I am not great in that movie. I, it, it, honestly, it kind You're of- You're young. I was terrible. It was it's 27 like, years ago. I don't understand the stakes of any given scene. Like it is, it's it's pretty uneven performance when I look back. Ah, you can't it. look, you gotta look back and just smile. Smile right. at yourself. You know what being I mean? mean to myself. We gotta talk, we'll bond about that. By later. the way, I was supposed to do a movie with you. I was supposed to do this movie, Red Sky. I was supposed to go to Russia. The guy, Dave Riggs or whatever, took me up in a MIG and we flew and Michael. felt the G force. And I ended up saying no last minute. Do you know he's dead now? How did he die? Flying someone around in one of those planes. And he took the director's assistant with him, who's a young woman. She was only 23. When was that? When did he die? I think it was around 2013. And I have like- Like right after the movie? No, the movie was 2007 or something, right? Yes, it was after that by a couple of years. Um, oh my God, I flew with him. He was also a career criminal who spent a lot of time in Sing Sing, who didn't have a pilot's license when he was flying you because he buzzed people as a publicity stunt in his plane on the Santa Monica Pier who still had burns and were in the hospital like when we were shooting the movie. This is all true. Oh like, my you can, God. You can look it up. I flew with that guy. He didn't even have a pilot's license? Not an active one. It was literally revoked. I could have died that day. 100%. Holy shit, the other actors fly with him too? I don't remember, to be honest with you. It was his contribution to the movie that he was going to be flying these, you know, retired Russian makes. That was like And he did fly them? Yeah. And there was no accidents, God. I wasn't there for that part. You so weren't there I don't for that know. part. You were the love interest? Yeah. <laughs> was it fun shooting in Russia? No, you didn't have any fun. I cannot talk to you about the movie. Really? It was it was a whole um Here's what I will say. It came out, uh, and I haven't even seen it. I've only seen the trailer, but it seems like it came out way better than it had any right to. But um, it wasn't fun for you. It wasn't fun for you. It was um, It was dangerous and completely insane. It was the most lawless production I've ever been on. Oh, my gosh. And nobody could kind of, like, save us because we were in Russia. You have to get, like, a work permit to even, like, get into the country. Like, oh, there's no there, no union can touch you out there. Like, it's it was it was really wild. Jesus. I, I will tell you some stories that will like blow your hair back later. Yeah, please. Yeah. Oh my God. Look, this has been amazing. What's, oh my what, gosh. what's yeah. going on next? What are you doing now? Um, I'm going to, in the spring, I have a Netflix movie coming out. What is it? It's called A Tourist's Guide to Love. I've transitioned um, very much into creating my own sort of stuff. So yeah, you're executive producing, I'll producing. You, you to... produced a Hallmark movie. That was, yes, I've been making movies with Hallmark who've been they incredible creative you. partners to me. But yeah, this is my second movie uh, with Netflix. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm a sucker for a good romantic comedy. I love what that. I say? So yeah, it's a travel romance called A Tourist's Guide to Love. And we shot it in Vietnam for two months. And oh that was God. an incredible experience. And it's an absolutely 
uh, gorgeous looking movie. So I'm you got to look me up for a that. role for something. I don't do think you things. can play the Vietnamese guy. <laughs> That's yeah, frowned that's upon shallow these you. days. Shallow you have you range. Sorry. I'm sorry. And by the way, congratulations. I'll call you next time. To it. And your brother, <laughs> by that. you're so yeah. close with your brother, and he's like, he's doing the new Blade Runner series. Yeah. I see you posting about him. I, I love I, that you're so close. Oh my gosh. I Ben? Yes. I love Ben to the to the ends of the earth. He's such a good kid, and he's a grown-up, and it's I still can't believe it. I'm so proud of him. Oh. This has been a treat. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm taking up so much of your time. Not so at all. Let you have your day, Michael. This was awesome, wasn't it? Thank You're you. You're so easy to talk to. I've you been too. looking forward to this. I had all these things and I never even, I just talk. I just, What's on the things? Will you show me later? No, I mean, there's nothing. I, I we, <laughs> we talked about it. I somehow memorized it. I looked at it this morning and I was just like, you know, oh my God, look at this. We, I think we discussed everything we need to discuss. Perfect. This is great. You had Thank fun? Thank you. I had so much fun. Thank you so much for having me Thanks for me being on so open. Show and yeah. your home. Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I feel like there's a question mark at the end of that room. Ryan? Yeah. All right. Thanks. Wow. Shrink the Books is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favorite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behavior creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Books is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. What can I say? I enjoyed it. I really enjoy her. I, uh, She's so nice. And she looks, I mean, so good. Yeah. I mean, I, I would never think she was even remotely close to 40 years old. She really takes care of herself. You know, I probably look like her, you know. But you don't look 50 either. Well, 48. Whatever. You look probably 33. Oh How old are you? 34. Well, with a beard. Yeah. When you when you shave, you're you're 28. And that's, that's true. Well, anyway, that's true. Um, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, please listen, continue to listen, and uh, support the podcast. Um, we've been around for years. This isn't our our first rodeo. Um, we're not a podcast. It's just we're not I'm not a celebrity here that's trying to just make some extra money. I mean, you, you want to make money, I guess, but you know what I'm saying. Like this is, this is, we've been doing, we have over 250 guests. We've been doing this. We figure ourselves out. We know what we're doing here. We're helping. We're helping each other. You've been around. We've been around. Yeah. Here are the shout outs. The patron, go to patreon.com slash inside of you. And these are the lovable folks that give back to the podcast. And without them, I couldn't do it. What accent? What accent? What didn't we do last time? French Canadian. Nancy D. Yes. Uh, Sarah V, Little Lisa, Yukiko, and uh, Je t'aime, Jelly, Brian H, Looney, Tooney, Oh Canada. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm Canada. doing. I don't know what Canada. that was. Brian H, Nico P, <laughs> Robert B, Jason W, Sophie M, Kristen K, Raj C, Joshua D, Jennifer N, Stacy L, Jamal F, Janelle B, Mike E, L, Don Supremo, 99 more, Santiago M, Chad W, Leanne P, Janine R, Maya P, Maddie S, Belinda N, Dave H, Sheila G, Brad D, Ray H, Tabitha T. By the way, I'm going to um, Telford, to Wales for a con. Really? Yeah. I've never been to Wales. Wales. Well, 
That's fine. Well, whales, whales, whales. Do you want? Where's Where's Telford? I'd, I'd say go with me, but it's going to be a kind of a quick turnaround. That's right. Where's Telford? You want to go to Wales? I'm going to love to go to Wales, but when is it? Mm, it's in May. Mm. It's in May, but it'd be like a Thursday and come back Sunday or Monday morning. Why is it so quick? Because you know you lose a day when you get there. Then you mm. do the con, you come home. There's no Jeez. reason to just kind of you know I'm traveling too much to stick around. It's a whirlwind, man. Liliana A, Talia M. Tom and Betsy D, Chad L, Dan N, Big Stevie W, Angel M, Marianne and C, Corey K, Deb Nexon, Michelle A, Jeremy C, Brandy D, Camille S, Joni B, Joni M, Eugene and Leah, Corey, Heather L, Jake B, Megan T, Angela F, Mel S, Orlando C, Caroline R, Christine S, Eric H, Shane R, M R, Andrew M, Zuduichi 77, Andreas N, Oracle, Karina N, Amanda R, Jen B, Kevin E, Stephanie K, Jor L, Billy S, Jam and J, Leanne J, Luna R, Cindy E, Mike F, Stone H, Miss S, Brian L, Katie B, Aaron R, Kendall L, House J, Meredith I, Charlene C, and Kara C. Uh, I love all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. I want to actually spend like a couple of days where I'm not working, where I could just really go and respond to everybody. It's so hard because you're doing two shows and you're traveling and doing all these things. And I just want people to know how much I appreciate them. So I feel like I, I want to respond to you. And sometimes I don't, it doesn't mean I don't love you. And, um, but thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. And uh, hopefully you'll continue listening. Some great guests coming up and I'm really working hard to get as many guests as I can that you like and talk about mental health, talk about, real shit so thank you from the hollywood hills in hollywood california i am mike rosenbaum i'm right a little way to the camera we love you guys and as always seriously uh be good to yourselves be good to yourselves all right we'll see you Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.